this is Kiran Nagraj from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Tracy Cornell with us. Tracy is owner of PLC Consulting and a seasoned leadership coach and workshop facilitator with a career spinning over 28 years in the talent development field. With a wealth of knowledge to draw from, she is passionate about helping organizations enhance their performance and enrich the lives of their employees through the development of strong effective and high-performing leadership teams that develops and drives engagement and revenue. So Tracy, first off, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Let's begin with your journey. Tell us about snippets of life, anything that can help us understand more about Tracy. That could take a little while. Yeah, so often I get the question around how did I end up in coaching? And when I started my career, really in banking many moons ago, fell into that, was in banking even when I was in college. And then as many people I'm sure can relate to, your career takes you in different directions, right? And I actually started in sales, which is a life experience. And I use even now in doing sales training for sure. And fell into training because one of my roles was to train my clients on a certain platform. And I really fell in love with being able to show them the right way to do X, Y, Z. And so that's where I decided to then move into training. And then from training, I was in corporate training for 22 years. So everything from new hire onboarding in the banking world, a lot of ops training, compliance, but then got into the leadership development space. And it was in that work that I honed my love for coaching as well, because in the classroom, and maybe you've been in a workshop, Karen, right? Where the facilitator, there's a lot to manage with classroom management. And if you have 25 people, and often I would have someone in my class where we would have a dialogue, but I knew I wanted to go deeper with that person. I knew there was more questions I could ask that person, but it was in class, right? We have to bond. We've got 25 other people. And so I thought coaching is that opportunity to be able to go deeper with someone. There's someone you could just tell, right? The way they answer something, they might be struggling. And so that's where I introduced coaching into what I do a few years ago. So now in the work I do with clients, I have a hybrid, if you will, of workshop facilitation, which spans on my expertise of many years, and then introducing the coaching piece really to drive behavior change, to work with folks, to go deeper, which I think is the great, is a great combo. Let's understand how to achieve goals. How do you help clients achieve goals? Let's suppose it is revenue generation. Okay. So there is a client who want to do certain amount of number in revenue this year. So what are the first few aspects of coaching that you put in place so that the client is able to achieve those goals? Oh, and I love that you asked it around a revenue number because this is this is a space that I find myself in a lot when working with teams. So a sales leader will say, I have my team. I've got these people over here who are crushing their numbers. And then I've got people who are doing well, but then I have people who are just, they're not able to achieve their goals. Can you help me? And usually what they ask is, we need more training. Can you please come and train them more in our products, train them more in their process? You name it, right? And so what I challenge folks with is, okay, we can do that, but it's not more knowledge that people are struggling with. It's really their approach, their mindset to how they are achieving 
approaching achieving their goal. So the first thing that I do, especially with folks who are struggling, because I can see it, I can hear it in their voice, is we take a step back and we talk about the thoughts in their mind as they're achieving their goal and what, because the thoughts ultimately are what driving their results. And people don't realize that. And I'll give you a quick example. So if you have someone, now typically these are the types of things that come out of someone that's struggling with their goals from a revenue perspective and they say, And their thought is, oh, I just don't think I'm going to get there. I'm struggling talking to this customer. All I'm getting is no. If that's the way that they're approaching it, then they're not going to achieve their goal. And so what I really challenge people to do is to think about their future self, right? So it's not so much about doing more. It's about thinking about who do I need to become to achieve that goal? So I ask people through a series of questions and an activity to really hone into who am I at the end of this year with my goal achieved 100%. And I actually have them write it out. And it's amazing what happens when they can flip their mindset. It's amazing. Like they, it's, you could see the look on their face or you can hear it in their voice, a completely different approach to achieving their goal. And a lot of times, I'm going to be honest, they're doing the same thing because they all got trained. They're doing, they're offering the same products. They're doing, right? Doing, now just on doing the same thing, but their mindset and their approach is different. And that's where we make a tweak. Mindset is something that everybody should have a very great control of because presence of mind is going to lead you to the places that you want to go and not mm-hmm. absence of mind from past or future events. Not a very good choice to do. Tracy, tell us about qualities of a leader you are a leadership coach yourself so tell us about what are some qualities of leaders that you think are very important for succeeding and also relevant because we are in the age of tech what else and what not relevancy and accuracy like what are the few qualities of leader that you think is very important to succeed in today's era there's many right we could take that and to talk for the next two hours for mm-hmm. sure there's a couple of things that i ask leaders and especially when i'm working with emerging leaders i ask them to tap into because even if i'm working with a new young just newly promoted team member who's now a manager they still have some work experience right i even ask them if applicable to go back to their first job right when they were 16 and to tap into and think about who was a great leader or a great manager that really had an effect on me? And I ask them to lead, list out the behavior and characteristics very specifically. What did they do that really resonated with you? And from there, we drill that down. So very often what I hear and what I make sure we get to is that number one, it's a great leader realizes it's not about them. It's not about you. It's about you setting your team up for success and finding success and productivity and achieving goals through the work of your team. Mm -hmm. And a great leader, when they make that shift, and it's really one of the big things I work on as a transition behavior, when folks are moving from individual contributor to a leader, you now need to make that shift. And I tell a story about when I first became a manager and what a disaster it was, to be quite honest, because I didn't understand this. You make that shift from the work's now getting done through your team, right? So it's not about you, number one. Number two is to really just listen, right? When you can listen more, talk less, right? You're always going to win with your team. So you might think you're a good listener, but really making that shift. And lastly, and I interject this quite a bit because this is one of my values, is it's a little bit of fun, right? We have to have a little bit of fun. 
And that really speaks to the holistic approach, right? Taking leaders, the days are gone of leave your personal life at home. Don't bring your emotions to work. Those days are gone, right? So it's about really taking that whole person, holistic approach. And some of that means let's have a little fun. Let's let your team see you outside of just a meeting right? Laughing, giggling, sharing things, knowing things about your personal, their, your family, what's important to them, your values. It's all of that combined. And if you can focus on those things, plus some other things too, you're setting yourself up for success as a great leader. And uh, as you mentioned, like there are examples of leaders that ourselves follow. So who were your idols growing up? Oh, so great leader. I have a couple. Is that what you're asking me? Who, when I think of my great leader, I've had some really, really influential people in my life. I actually just talked to a former manager of mine last week, and he holds a special place in my heart because he saw the potential in me and helped me make that shift from sales into training, which is a unique transition. And traditionally, oh, what happens a lot of times is trainers, especially if you're training salespeople, sometimes they make the shift the other way, right? But for me, it was I really found my passion in training. And so the manager that hired me, plucked me out of sales, put me in training. I just connected with him last week and we talked about how pivotal that was for my career. And he also had all of those same qualities that I just mentioned. I think of him. I also think of a senior leader that was really my mentor when I moved into a leadership role in the facilitation space, because that was new for me as well. And I shared a moment ago, there was a little bit of struggle at first, right? I wish I would have known now what I knew. I wish I would have known then what I know now, right? Those are two people that come to mind as really just shaping my career and really who I am today. And so when I ask leaders to think about the impact you're having, and if someone on your team gets asked that question that you just asked me, Karen, will they say you? And that's what I ask leaders to think about. Wow. There's a lot more to learn. Tell us about leadership in processes. Uh, we have a good mindset, let's suppose, how to put that into action in a way so that goals are achieved as they should be. Yeah. So I, again, as far as processes, when it comes to goals, is that yes. what you're asking? Yeah. You know what? My approach there is it's very customized. It's very individual, right? So what I really encourage when working with teams, and sometimes it's one of the first things that I do is we come together and we talk about where do you want to be? Where do you want to go? Where are we steering this ship? And so having that overarching goal is super important. And from a leadership perspective, to drive that conversation, making sure everyone's on the same page, it's like it's having a team charter, if you will, so that everyone is aligned with goals, expectations, and then tapping into really the individual preferences that people have as far as resources that they use and processes, right? You can have the same goal, but you may have a group of people that really love to track things daily and use a spreadsheet and get very into the details. But you may also have just as many folks within your organization that they'll get there, right? But they don't need to focus on the details, right? And so having processes in place that speak to everyone's strengths as far as how you get there and having checkpoints along the way. But I really encourage the customization to people's preferences, if that makes sense. Got it. Got it. So customization is very important when it comes to leadership roles and leading the team towards a certain goal. My next question to you is about high performance. How to perform at a higher level as a leader and then how to make that energy shift from 
a leader perspective to a teammate perspective and they also keep the same energy and they also perform as well as much needed. Yeah. So really what this comes down to is a leader having the mindset and the vision of creating that high performing team, because that's how you're going to get your best work done. That's how you're going to achieve your goals. Right. And in a corporate setting, you've got your goals, but then you've got your over 100 uh, percent goals. And that's where potential maybe bonus is sitting on the table. Right. And so how do we get that really important work done during the year so that everyone's hitting goal and everyone's getting bonus? Right. Let's use that as an example. And so when it comes to the high performing team, I'll sum it up this way. When a leader can create the atmosphere and this doesn't easy right? I'm going to make it sound easy, but it's not easy. Where there is trust among the team, where there is healthy conflict, where there is open communication to give feedback. And so the lines of communication are open because when something goes awry, there's an expectation that this person thought you were going to get this done and vice versa. Maybe there's misalignment around goals. And so when you can have a baseline of open communication that's based on trust and when there is a problem, like we figure it out. So that's a great way. You're not avoiding conflict. You're diving right into the conflict and coming out on the other side. And then open communication through effective feedback, for example, when those things exist, that's the makings of a high performing team, which then helps you achieve your goals, you being the leader, the team. And then I ask people to think about the end of the year. Think about a lot of times corporations, if there's a bonus involved, it gets paid out in the first quarter of the next year. So I ask teams and leaders to envision that this is applicable to them. Think about Q1 next year when bonuses are paid out and you all came together as a high performing team and you hit your roles and you know you're getting bonus. Envision that. And what do we need to do to get there? The mindset shift is something that happens first and then the outside processes leading to cool accomplishments whatsoever. Yeah. So as you can see, it's one of my foundational pieces when I work with teams and individuals because we've got to make sure you're in the right frame of mind. And so I often talk about, let's not talk about what we do. Everyone talks about Let's do this, all the doing, right? Let's talk about who you need to be. And then let's talk about all the details in between to get you where you need to go. So we just, we talked about it as an individual, but then my example just now about teams, it's the same thing. And then how, as the leader, how are you going to bring this group together to drive this shared goal forward? Wow. And that's the high performing team. Totally, Daisy. And now that brings me to my next question. But before that, tell us about the best ways of reaching out to you. What is your website? What is your email? Anything that? Sure. Probably the easiest right now. Most of my clients, Clients and colleagues hang out on LinkedIn. And so probably that's the best way to go over there. And then you see all of my links to my Instagram, right? If anyone wants to connect with me there, my website. And then there's a link there also to connect with me. And what I do in the beginning is offer a complimentary mindset shift conversation where we start talking about this very thing where I was just mentioning around because it's so important. So you can connect to me that way. You'll see my LinkedIn. So it's Tracy L. Cornell over on LinkedIn. So easy to reach out, guys. So do reach out. And that leads me to my next question, which is unfortunately the final question. The thoughts. Tracy, final thoughts. What would be something that you suggest we should 
take from this conversation? If we skip, if we didn't learn anything from the conversation, what should be one thing that we should keep for the lifetime? Wow. Okay. I would say this because this was one of the themes that we talked about. I would say for anyone who's struggling with either achieving their own goals or if you are a leader and right, we're halfway through the year, it's June. And so when you think about it from that perspective, where are you now in halfway through the year? And what shifts do you need to make? Get to the end of the year with your goals achieved. And this is why I love talking about this time of year. And the thing I'll leave everyone with is it's not in the doing, right? It's not let's do more. Let's get more training. I think my folks need more product training, whatever it is. It's not in the doing. It's thinking about who do we need to be? And I say we, because let's just use a team example. Where's the team struggling and who do we need to be as a team? Do I have that team charter in place that we can come together as a team so that we can really shift and achieve our goals between now? We have six more months between now and the end of the year. That's my final thought. So six right. months, go get it. And the best way to get it is to reverse your mindset. Not to reverse, but at least shift your mindset towards more positive things and look at things from a deeper perspective for achieving your goals. And with that said, we'll let Tracy go today. So Tracy, thank you so much for such a wonderful episode and such a great conversation. Thank you, Kieran. It's so great to connect with you. Thanks so much for your time. This is a lot of fun. It was my pleasure after all. So I'm your host, Kieran Agrar, signing off. You guys take care. Bye. Guys.